The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. One night after beating the defending champs at Pfizer Forum, the Milwaukee Bucks got absolutely whomped last night by a Jimmy Butler-less Miami Heat. 123-97, the final score. I think it was after the Nuggets game, though, that Giannis was asked about the physicality of the league, right? And some of the injuries that you sometimes walk away with after hard-fought games. And he was asked a lot about he was asked about the scratches that end up on his arms. You've seen those, right? And Chu, I'm sure you dealt with your share of that in the NFL too. Like, how did I get this bruise? Yeah. I assume it was the football game I played. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there were weird instances where you know, you're blocking a guy in a sweep and you're like dominating. And then you fall down and the guy makes a tackle and you're like, "What the hell just happened?" I was killing you. <laughs> and then you go back on the on the on the film and you see that the 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 fullback Kicks out your right yeah, leg, yeah. but you can't feel it at the time because you're so juiced up. Yeah, sure. The adrenaline and all yeah. of that. Um, so Giannis was asked about the scratches that he has after games and if he sees them as a badge of honor. And he says, uh, my significant other thinks it's sexy, so I love it. Let's hear from Giannis Antetokounmpo talking about the scratches that he gets in these NBA games. I think you see scratches because he uh, has a lighter uh, skin than me. So, yeah, uh, I have I have a lot of uh, scratches in my arms, too. Uh, my significant other thinks he's sexy, so uh, I love it. <laughs> Maybe the scratches aren't from the game. <laughs> I think he's scratching his own arms. I wonder, if they, I wonder if they paint their nails. Because I... I I did, and a lot of players did. You put clear coat on them. Okay. I, let me tell you, there is nothing worse than ripping off half oh, of a nail. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah. Painful. Oh. So I would paint, uh, not every week, but you know when it came Just off. Just to try to strengthen the yeah, nail sure. bed from being ripped off during. I wonder if they do that. I would guess no. Like we did weird stuff, man. Like I can never, I will never get out of my head George Coons wearing pantyhose walking around. And that was for room. warmth. That was for warmth. Yeah, oh, right. But that was before you guys were having all of like the. Yeah, it's before Under Armour oh, came we along didn't with have, the. Yeah. What about Long John's? <laughs> nah, the too bungee. Yeah. Too bungee. Actually, pantyhose feel actually. I'm sure they feel nice. Pretty good. Yeah. Well, they're nice and tight. That Why was don't they wear them the... anymore? Well, because they have better technology. Yeah, women wear tights, you know, and some women wear hose, but I think a hose is kind of an '80s thing. '80s and is 90s. Is it self tanning? Self-tanning. What do you mean? You mean it makes your skin look I mean, darker? Yeah, the pantyhose made you look like you had tan legs, I just right? use spray tan. Yeah. Use a little... Like, I never understood pantyhose on girls. You prefer pantyhose on guys? No. <laughs> just checking. <laughs> I'm just asking a question, Gabe. What like, do you mean? no what one do you wears mean? pantyhose anymore. Correct. Nobody also has, like, shoulder pads in their blazers anymore. Like, I mean, fashion evolves, bud. All right. I'm okay with it. Pantyhose were a disaster. I always got runs in them. And yeah, that's anyway. the other thing. They didn't seem very efficient. And again, like the technology evolves. Like everybody wears the yoga pants or the tights. I mean, or fish that were things. cool. Were they? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Fish right. net to me sound better than they are. Like they they seem better than they would be in practicality. Let's get back to these scratches, though. Philosophically speaking, do women still like scars? Do chicks still dig scars? You tell us. On the face, I'm barely a chick. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. On the face. Yeah, I think some girls like scars on the face. What? No. Why? I don't know. Have to be scars elsewhere. Would I mean they would want the face intact? I would think. I don't know. I think a scar on the face can look kind of cool. You do? Like I don't know. What scar on the face? Dyson, my second has cool? when I was chasing him around the pool. <laughs> this is oh, what. Boy. Okay, now chasing him around. He's, he's making himself feel better about and something he bad he did to his and kid. Fell into a chair. Okay. And split his, you know, eyebrow, brow above oh. the brow, and I super glued it shut because I was above. <sighs> The times, and I didn't really want to. I mean, you're basically a doctor. Yeah, you're basically my dad who took popsicle sticks when I broke my wrist. It was like, you're fine. Yes. I don't know. Okay, so anyway, now we know that the reason that you think it's cool is because your kid fell down on your watch. <laughs> the best way to manipulate that story was to say chicks dig scars. For 20 years, he's been telling them, hey, that's a, that's a sweet scar you got in your head battle there, son. Scar. Really differentiates you from everybody with a clear face. <laughs> is that what this is? Is it like, like just go back to like uh, men being the the, you know, Guy who goes out there, the hunter and the gatherer and all that stuff. And like, is there a level of you're in battle, you're in combat, that's sexy, you know, like, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if that's kind of what's motivating the uh, the thought process here. I mean, again, it's different strokes for different folks. I'm sure it's not for everybody, you know, but I, 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 look, Giannis, we know, is any any reason to get his significant other excited? Yeah. He's going to be excited about, yeah. right? Like, this is this. these are things that he has talked about plenty of times before. So he's he's cool with the scratches. What he's do you mean cool plenty of times before? Remind me of some of the other times when Giannis has perhaps overshared. Um, that he is well, not Well, you called a f- him a horny guy. Because <laughs> right? he is. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, I didn't say there was. <laughs> when he was talking when he did the Insta, I think it was Instagram Live um, of how he was not just a freak on the court, but he was a freak on the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't remember that distinction. That's amazing. But you think well, he's ever is. saying to other players like, "Dude, cut your nails." Well, but isn't that the thing? Like after you cut your nails, they're sharper. Like Not the second file you them. cut off, well, yeah, if you file them. But well, I file them. You don't okay. just cut your nails, You're do you? Filing your nails? Yeah, of course. Yeah, right now that I'm taking what a look the? at his hand, he definely files yeah. his nails. Do They're not nice file and, my nails. Nice and round, and that's uh, now that's a weapon. Yeah, damn right it is. Okay, <laughs> he's trying to get a felony. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, Gabe's brandishing I'm a weapon. Floored that you're sitting down at your house clipping your nails and busting out the old file. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not that shocked. Show him your hands. I mean, you can see and when then you look I, at him, like, um, he's, uh... And then I always cut my nails on the front stoop because... And then you watch the ants carry Yeah, the and the ants carry them away. away. I love it. I'm evolution, man. <laughs> right? It's not evolution. You, <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm feeding the ants so they can produce more What do you think they're going to do with your ant- nail? What am I going to watch? Do you think they're going to eat your nails? They eat my nails. I have a picture of them carrying my nail away to their little fork. Well, that doesn't mean they're eating it. Maybe what do you think they're doing? Maybe it? they're using it to build the fort. I guarantee you, they're eating it. Do you think birds, when they build their nest, they're eating the pieces of hay and grass? Or do you think maybe it's structural? My nails are all protein. They're keratin. 
They're, which is an offshoot of protein. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Dr. Tremura, Josh. He knows what he's talking about. Where's that doctor music when we need it? <laughs> he super glued his kid's open wounds shut one time. He knows what he's talking like, about. I've never bit my nails. I find that to be one of the most disgusting oh, habits I, I've ever. I went through a, a period, and I still sometimes end up biting my thumbnails. Like when I'm sitting there thinking, I'll be like, Yeah, I've seen you do that. Gnawing at this one, like just the thumbs, not the fingers, just the thumbs. Really? Don't know why. It's so weird, like when I get a little tick. Yeah, when I get uh, in my head, you know, or if I'm reading Deep in something. Thought. Yeah, exactly. Because I feel like maybe that'll unlock something, <laughs> just not there. I kind of, um, I kind of feel like we see this a lot, where guys, um, there's a pride that goes along with the scars and the injuries. Like it reminds me of that scene from that movie all those years ago with Mel Gibson. Oh, uh, Thunderdome. No. <laughs> Wasn't okay. it just Lethal Weapon or something like that? And <laughs> there, there, I mean, there are a lot of Mel Gibson movies. You're going to have to be more like, specific than that like, one oh, Mel Gibson movie. I remember that movie where Mel had all the scars. It was Passion of the Christ. <laughs> that was a warrior. Thank you, Jesus. That one Mel Gibson movie. Braveheart. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was, were... I was thinking well, Where Braveheart. would you go if you heard Mel Gibson scars? Braveheart. Braveheart. Oh, Braveheart. Mm, I didn't even think about Braveheart, yeah. but yes. <laughs> there was that one really bad scar that he ended oh, up with. Oh, the belly button. Mm. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay with how much Giannis shares, Joshy? Are you okay with him telling these types of stories and saying these types of things? I mean... I'm fine with it. I don't care. You can be the horny little boy you want to be all on your own time. I don't know how his significant other feels about it. She seemed to wish he would not do it as much. I know in my house, if I were talking like this, I'd be sleeping on the couch a lot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. There's a goal. (laughs) I mean, I would agree with you. She does not seem like, I mean, we don't know much about her and they, they try to be very private, you know, to the point where anytime Giannis posts the pictures of his kids, he's, he's protecting the eyes, putting, you know, emojis over the eyes or if he puts them on Instagram or whatever. So it seems like they're very private. Except for when Giannis is talking about this stuff. He's very open. And look, to me, that's part of who Giannis is. Yeah, and I love it. It's great. Like, it's very endearing every time he does it. It would be like if Chris Middleton was doing this, I think we'd all think it was weird, though. <laughs> A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Not Bobby. Could Brooke Lopez get away with it, too? Uh. Brooke might be. Um. No, because you got to pick a lane. I don't think you can be the horny little boy and the Disney person. Like you got to be one or the other, right? And he's <laughs> you got to pick. You got to pick a lane there. I wonder what Thanasis is like. I mean, no one talks to him because he doesn't do anything. But he's he probably podcast. worse. He's, he does. Yeah, if you're curious. Yeah. You can listen to his podcast. Much plus. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, he but Thanasis also has his own podcast that he does. You know, if you're. Interested in kind of just him. analysis, analysis exactly. I love a little play on words. Are you a little surprised at how physical, like these scars that show up? I mean, and I'm looking at a bunch of pictures now because this article has kind of gone everywhere. And there's pictures of Jokic and there's pictures of Giannis. And some of them are very, very significant scratches and scars. Uh, I don't think that when you're watching an NBA game, guys, you're seeing that from the television or even maybe from the stands. Unless you're sitting where Craig Karmazin sits, well, which is so front row. That's the thing. I've... It's been a few years, but I've been fortunate enough to sit in Craig's seats. They beat the hell out of each other yeah, they in an pound. NBA game. 
I mean, it's not as physical, obviously, as like a football game. So you're not yeah. running full speed, and, but I mean, you're grabbing. You're there's. It is a physical game that is going on on the floor. But again, you said. I mean, even if you sit just twenty rows up, you're still in the lower bowl. You don't quite realize it when you watch it on on television. You don't quite realize it until you get down close to that action. There is a lot of physicality. in You the know NBA. who you notice it on is Jokic. His arms are always torn up. Yeah, and maybe it's because he's really? doughy and so white. But you can really see it from him because I he believe always. That's what Giannis was. Yeah. He didn't use those exact <laughs> words, but I feel he, like... he didn't use the word doughy. He believe he said lighter skin. But it's kind of gross when you think about it. How and football's worse. Oh. How sweaty and stuff they are. Yeah. Don't you think that's? I mean, that's why the the worst thing when I go into a training camp practice, the worst thing is trying to start to sweat. Once you're lathered, you're fine, but it's just like, uh, you're sweating, and you're like, I don't want to touch anyone. And then you add the Irish blow into it and stuff like that. It's really disgusting. It is disgusting. And That's I also will say Yeah, that. hold on. Uh, the Irish blow? What? How do you not know what the Irish blow is? You know when you hold one nostril and blast it through uh, your oh, face the mask. Oh, blow. But uh, then it, then it starts, blow. it yeah. does the pendulum on your face is mask. Is that what makes it an Irish blow if it starts to swing back I and guess. forth like a grandfather clock? But I'll never forget, uh, I forget who we were playing. Uh, the nose tackle on Frank threw up all over the ball. <laughs> we were laughing oh, stop so it. hard. Oh my god, it's be sick. Yeah, and you got to play with that. You know, there's no, there's no vomit replacement. Like they no. got, they got dozens of balls on the sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> not in the middle sick. of the play. Somebody, though, they're not going to stop, stop talking. the game. I'm telling you right now, in 2024, if a nose tackle vomits on the football, they're replacing No, they are not stopping. I, I guarantee they're they replace not going to stop the play. <laughs> I guarantee I they do in 2024. Nope. Maybe not in 1912 when you played, but in, tw- in 2024, they're replacing that football. Was, guys, I know you think I'm joking, but I'm really going to hack if you don't stop talking about vomit. <laughs> the best is when Frank would fart on Brett's hands. Because you know the very <laughs> next time, <laughs> Frank, uh, Brett would take his fingers and knock him right in the balls. <laughs> Frank, you, uh, it's not like you can go and grab your stomach. <laughs> you got to play through it. Yeah. Got to play through the paint. Oh, my eyes are watering, you guys. I can't handle. I'm, I'm one of those. Why people, you don't like barf? I can't handle vomit. I can't handle. I can't handle talking about vomit. I can't handle thinking about vomit. There's something about the consistency of vomit. Like, <laughs> What's the to, worst? Do you need to excuse yourself so you don't, you know, yak all over there? Yes, that's exactly what's happening here. <laughs> My mouth has gotten all mealy. You got the mouth waters. It's like after I take a shot of liquor. What's the worst? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the worst. Oh, man. <laughs> the worst coming up is mac and cheese. <laughs> When you get the watery mouth, it's just the mouth water is the worst. Guys, I'm definitely okay. What do you got, Gabe? Dry, dry heat. You know what? Just you know, just (laughs) take a second here as I tell everybody about our friends at Mentality because it doesn't matter what age you are. Low testosterone can be an issue with any guy. That's where Mentality comes in. Local healthcare facility specifically dedicated to helping men feel and perform at their very best. I use this product. I use it each and every week because I didn't realize that my testosterone levels were low. Had no idea. I thought I was just getting a little more tired, just getting older, doing a morning show. It's why well, I was getting tired later in the day. No, it turns out my testosterone levels were low. I found out because I went to Mentality, had a blood panel done. My results got back to me within a week, and now I'm on a customized testosterone treatment plan just for me. 
That's how I can do the show in the morning, do Marquette, do some national radio like I did yesterday. I have that energy because my testosterone levels are right, thanks to Mentality. Go to LowTUSA.com. Mentality allows treatment to fit into every guy's lifestyle. Learn more about Mentality. LowTUSA.com. You are listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. But remember he said uh, his birthday? Yeah. Maybe we get a little freaky. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, and, everyone, and everyone's like, oh, look at our horny little boy. We're so excited. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. Like, everybody's so supportive of Giannis, they just kind of look past it. On 94.5 ESPN. I have mostly sufficiently recovered from your nonsense in the last segment. But, Joshi, did I hear correctly that you threw me up solo on the YouTube stream as I was, like, dry heaving over here and trying not to regurge my breakfast? Yes, if you were watching on YouTube, you noticed it went from our usual three shots <laughs> to just Jen alone, tears in her eyes, maybe vomiting... Am I, I'm the only person. I can't. I can't hear about it. I can't think about it. If I start to, I go, it goes downhill very quickly for me. Were we close? Very close. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> a little bit more. We might have had a viral moment. <laughs> It'd be a good, uh, good opportunity to show that you're not the only one who can have viral moments here on this show, <laughs> big guy. Uh, there was an article that came out. I believe it was in the last couple of days about the Green Bay Packers talking about the things that they need to do to get to the Super Bowl. Obviously, the Chiefs and the Niners. We talked about the way-too-early power rankings yesterday. But I found it interesting, guys, that the list doesn't feel that lengthy and that exhaustive. It really doesn't feel like the Packers are that far removed. And I believe the author, and I think it was a Huber article on uh, Sports Illustrated, I think Bill was saying that, look, they can compete with these teams. We saw the Packers compete with the Chiefs this year and beat them. We saw them hang with the 49ers for most of that game. Obviously not as long as we would have liked for them to hang. Um, but the fact of the matter is the Packers team, as currently constructed, too, can hang with the two teams that were in the Super Bowl. So what do you think is the most important part of getting this squad this year to the big game? <laughs> they need someone, an Aaron Jones type, to play for Aaron Jones when he's not going to play because Aaron is creeping on that age. Mm -hmm. Creeping on that age where injuries become a little more prevalent and you have to guard against something catastrophic at that position because if all you have is A.J. Dillon as his backup, that is a whole different ballgame. You you know what they need? They need Jamal Williams of today. I don't know where that is. I don't know if it's in the draft. I don't know if it's free agency, but you need a guy like that where, okay, if he's going to miss five or six games... I mean, he's already kind of at that age, isn't he? Because after he tweaked mm-hmm. the hamstring in the opener against the Bears, I mean, he said after that, nobody was worried initially. He's like, oh, if, if if this game was more important, if it wasn't the opener, if if it was a close game, uh, I would have gone back in and been fine. And then he missed a handful of games after that. Yeah. You know, so that's something I think you have to But it was a blessing, though. You have to uh, uh, admit that it was a blessing. Oh, yeah. Because, because then he was fresh at the end of the a year. A thousand percent. I'm just saying no Aaron Jones for the year. This offense isn't as good as it is with him in it. So That's you're basically saying like a one-two punch at Correct. running back. As opposed to just Aaron Jones, yeah. who we know needs to be spelled at this point in his career. Gabe, same question to you. What's the most important thing that the Packers need to get to the Super Bowl this year? Getting the defense right. and they, I mean, they've already taken the, the, the right steps so far. 
right? And if far the steps that they can take, they've made the right steps. They're getting a good defensive step. They want to get more aggressive. That all sounds you know well and good, but again, when when you start talking about these quarterbacks and Patrick Mahomes is special. Like I, the, there was the the stat going around yesterday, Josh. Of he's seven for seven in situations. Yeah, what? it's basically all situations. End of the game, like certain time left. He's all time in the playoffs. He's never once came not come back from behind. He's to perfect. Win a game. Yeah. Yes, so he's a perfect seven for seven, you which is what's... unbelievable. So you, but so he has that. But he didn't need to come from behind because the defense was so good in the AFC Championship game. Throughout the run to a in the playoffs, whether you're playing two games to get to a Super Bowl or three games to get to a Super Bowl, your defense is going to have to step up for you. And the Packers haven't had that defense be able to step up for them for a long time. So that to me is the next thing. You got to get the defense right to match it with. The and offense. one of the nuggets that Bill makes in the article is that while Patrick Mahomes was the MVP of the Super Bowl, Chew Steve Spagnola was the most valuable person on the field yeah. in the way that he called those defensive plays. But you, you see the difference? The biggest difference in Kansas City's staff, no matter who they're playing, is they are the best in the league at in-game adjustments. They're the best. Andy's so good. Oh, I see what they're doing here. Let's pivot to this. Because, and I'll admit it, when I saw Kelsey go over to Andy, I'm like, they're done. They're done. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl 32 all over again. They're done. But then what did Andy do? I mean, it helped that Greenlaw went down, and I don't know what happened <clears throat> if he didn't get hurt because they shut him down in the first half. And Andy, and even defensively, they're, they're unbelievable in-game adjustments, and they're good at confusing the other team. I mean, I know Adam was saying earlier that Shanahan and Andy Reid are the best offensive play callers in the, in the league. I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, you have one of the best tight ends in the league that has two catches for four yards, and then Debo, three catches for 33. That's your money. That's your money. I don't care if you're hurt. You're, you're not hurt. and You're not hurt unless you're out. Mm-hmm. Especially in the Super Bowl. In the, in the Super Bowl. So, Is Andy so good at that because he's been around for so long? And he's kind of seen everything at this point. Is that a part of it? Or is that just something that He that's... just knows how the other team will react. Sure. What Andy is really good at, and I don't know if he got it from Belichick, when 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 he sees on film defensively that they're trading guys off, he knows how to take advantage of that. He knows how to take advantage of it. That's what he did to win the Super Bowl twice. Yeah. Yep. Same exact That's point. what he does. He's like, he keeps that in his back pocket. He baits them. By saying, okay, let's run this formation one more time, see what they do with it, put them in motion, not run the play that he's going to play later on, yeah. and see how they react, and then he goes, boom. I gotcha. That's where he's so good. I think it's the defense with Gabe is so important. The Chiefs, I think they faced four of the top six offenses in the NFL and held them all to like under 20 points. Now, I don't think you need that good of a defense, but Mm -hmm. a defense that can win you a game or two along the way, and when it comes close, force turnovers or be competitive. The Packers haven't had that since Dom Capers in 2011. Like, one, you might need some days Patrick Mahomes or put in Jordan Love here aren't going to have their best days, but can you just scratch enough out and beat that other team because your defense Shows up in a way that you usually they they usually don't. Yeah, if Jordan Love goes two for six or whatever it was down the stretch, can the defense still step up and get that stop to bail him out? 
And I heard them having this conversation on KBN yesterday about Aaron Rodgers and the, the lack of success that he had in NFC Championship games. Well, he struggled in the one NFC Championship game that they won against the Bears. Defense bailed him out. And that's what you need in order to win a Super Bowl. And that's why Super Bowls aren't an individual accomplishment the way we try to make them. It's a team thing. But what percentage is it? Like at this point, Shu, we've talked about this before in the past. Like it's not 50-50. Is it 60-40? Is it 70-30? Is it 80-20? Like because we still believe that Patrick Mahomes was the best player on the field and that it was his brilliance Mm -hmm. in the second half. Because again, I'm looking at the play-by-play guys. Chiefs were horrible. I was going to say a bad word. Chiefs were horrible in the first half. Maybe some of that was the 49ers defense, right? But we're talking about a punt, three and out. Punt, four plays, fumble, five plays, punt, three and out, field goal that was a 13 play. That's the end of the first quarter. Then it's an interception, punt, field goal, punt, touchdown, field goal, field goal. So they finally started to get Mm -hmm. into a scoring rhythm late in the first half. So is it that the quarterback and the offense, which we feel like is in a really good spot for the Green Bay Packers, has to carry the load 70% of the time? Uh, I would say 70. Yeah. And we're trending in that direction where, you know, Aaron, there was a point where Aaron was like, all right, the, and, and each side of the ball is going to have their games mm-hmm. where they're crap, right? That yep. just happens. But we're trending to a point with this team where we're like, screw it, we'll just outscore them. That's what they did with Aaron. They're like, eh, defense ain't playing well today. All but right. That we got, didn't get you over we, the hump. Yeah, we got to score 42 because they did it at the wrong time. You know, they both played well. It's an offense-driven league, yep. and I'll always say the defense is a Jamaican tank. Yeah, I, I would is. say, again, I, I think it's, yeah, 70 to 75%. Yeah. Because yeah. when you We're take a look floor. at what the Chiefs did, I mean, the Chiefs' offense was, you know, around 27 points or more in three of the four games in the postseason. They only scored 17 against the Ravens, so that was the game. That was the one game, the 25%, where the defense needed to step up for you to make sure you got to the next game so Patrick Mahomes could do the special things that he ended up doing in the Super Bowl. So I would say, yeah, about 25% of the So is it as simple as we talk here this morning about the most important things for the Packers to get to the Super Bowl this season? Is it as simple as four words? In Halfley, we trust. In Halfley, we trust. Is it as simple as that? Because we believe that Goody can can draft offensively well. He has shown that. We obviously hope that he will continue putting pieces on that defensive side that can fit whatever Halfley and company want to do. Is it as simple as Halfley picking up that percentage? Because what would you say Joe Barry's percentage was? Uh. 14%, 10%? What percent was he contributing to the Packers' wins? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with two. Are you, are you saying... Peace, I'm out of here. <laughs> or yeah, but you gotta, you gotta hold, uh, but you gotta hold, withhold judgment. And I know we can blame uh, Joe Barry, but we gotta see what kind of players they have on defense. Is... I think Halfley's gonna show you what they have on defense, and he's gonna say, "I can't play with this guy." If you see a lot of movement in like, because ah, Halfley is watching every game right now, mm-hmm. he's watching every player and he's evaluating as such. And then he's probably going to go to Goody and say, this guy can't play in my scheme. He's not good enough here, here. Now, right. that's why I think it's going to take two years. But along with that, Jen, with Halfley, it's CYA on offense. And that's why I say they need someone that is Aaron Jones light. Yeah, I mean, Spags, someone that plays with them but is a little light. Just cover your ass in case something bad happens. Above us on the televisions on Get Up, Greeny has put together his list of quarterbacks he believes will win the Super Bowl, their first Super Bowl next. And Jordan Love is number one on his list, followed by Brock Purdy, then Joe Burrow. 
then Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert. Greeny thinks that Jordan Love will be the next quarterback to win his first Super Bowl, which I think is pretty nice. I think that's pretty good. Does that mean he thinks that uh, they're three-peating next year? Is that part of this? He thinks that the Chiefs will three-peat yeah. and then Jordan Love will win? Yeah. yeah he's not, I, I can't hear him. Maybe that's what he's saying. <laughs> I'm surprised he doesn't have but, A-Rod on there. That's his team. Well, yeah. first Super Bowl, Rodgers has a Super Bowl yeah. under his belt. win one, yep. Yeah. But Two going wins. back to what you were saying, Chewy, with, with the Chiefs, like Spags is as aggressive as he is. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But they also have Chris Jones. Yeah. And George Karloftis is pretty good. And th- like they've got some studs on that team. We've got some guys we think can maybe be yeah. step up and mm-hmm. yeah. So that that's a big part of this as well because Jeff Halfley could be the best defensive coordinator in the league, but if he doesn't have good players, it doesn't really mean yeah. much. No, I agree. 800-990-3776. We are asking you this morning, what do you think is the most important part of the Packers getting back to the Super Bowl? And then, you know, like, what of those are easy? They already got the guy in place. If you think Halfley is the guy and that he is more Spagnola than Barry, which I think is what most people would argue based on what they've seen so far, then that feels like you've got a chip in place. That feels like you've got a piece in place. you still got to build the car around that on the defensive side of things, and Chewie is mentioning how we're going to see if the players that they have are the players that they will have. But it does feel like that's going to take a little bit more work. The offense is where it is, so we're thinking 75-25. Offense carries 75% of the load. Defense carries 25% of the load. And maybe that continues to shift if Halfley continues to evolve and get more playmakers in there, game tilters in there. But I don't think that's horrible. What do you think is the biggest missing piece right now? 800-990-3776. Let us know here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. You know what makes me happy? My wife being happy. That's why I go to the Jewelry Center. You know who would know how many people get engaged on Valentine's Day? The Dean, dancing Dean machine. The Let's dancing machine. be honest. Most guys don't have a clue when it comes to buying jewelry. Gabe's one of the smart one. He got the engagement ring and the wedding bands from the Jewelry Center for his wedding last year. They also do in-house repairs for watches and other fine jewelry like my championship ring when it needs work. I know where I'll be taking it to the Jewelry Center. They have three locations to stop into Greenfield, Brookfield, and Burlington. And if my wife can't tag along, she can just text me a picture of what she wants. The Jewelry Center can custom create any piece from just a photo. I'm living proof. Happy wife, happy life. The Jewelry Center will make it happen. Brookfield, Greenfield, and Burlington, and online at shoptjc.com. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Here, you can just save yourself so much time by going, okay, we like this guy, this guy, this guy. Let's take a look at all the different things he did at the Combine. I just hit my phone, and now my hand is just tingling. No, what are you to today? No. Jesus. Do you know how to function? I just like... On 94.5 ESPN. What is the most important piece to getting back to the Super Bowl? You're the Green Bay Packers. 800-990-3776. Keep getting us your responses to that. The guys have said a one-two punch at the running back position. A defense. Break down that defense a little bit further. Obviously, we've got people who are saying you need an edge rusher, you know, like a game-changing edge rusher. And we've also talked about the emphasis in the defensive backs position, whether that's safety or cornerback. I guess safety is number one, Gabe. 
Yeah, I would say safety is number one. As far as the, I mean, they got a lot to figure out there. They just need bodies uh, just because so many guys are free agents. So whether that's draft, add another in free agency, maybe bring one of the guys back that you have just for familiarity with the franchise, obviously not necessarily with the defense. But as far as edge rushers, I mean, Lucas Van Ness is going to get every opportunity. As Tausch likes to say, when you're a first-round pick, you get every opportunity to, you know, be in the league. You know, you have to prove your way out of the league as a first-round pick, whereas, you know, being a later-round pick like you were, Chew, you got to prove you belong. So you knew it was going to be a redshirt year for Van Ness anyway, so but, he's going to get a chance. It's weird that he's, uh, out of all the draft picks, he's the one we're the most unsure about, and he's the first-round pick, <laughs> right? Yep. I mean, the tight ends were solid. Yep. The receivers were solid. Yep. We have no idea He's the biggest question Luke mark. Ve- Yeah. And I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to find the next... Hutchinson or yeah, he's, he's got that Bosa. raw athleticism that goes with being successful at that position. Mm-hmm. It's whether or not can you now use that athleticism in a useful football way. Eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. Keep getting us your responses and reactions to that. What are the most important pieces for the Packers to get back to the Super Bowl? Colin weighing in in the four one four saying a kicker. <laughs> Too soon, is what I would say to that. Let's hold off on the kicker commentary a little bit longer. It is still a fresh wound, if you will. It's still going to be Anders' job to lose, right? Yeah. I don't think they're going to move on. I think they knew that he was going to be a project, because it's not like he was this all-American stud kicker when they brought him in. He was just a kid with a big leg. What does a kicker do to get better? Put it through the uprights. I mean, it's not like, oh, bigger, faster, stronger. Well, no, It's between the ears. Well, I mean, he's got a big enough leg, but if you can't make the kick... But it's about having your mechanics be consistent and drawing that consistency. Yeah. Because that's how you get the ball to go through the uprights more often. Especially in those high-pressure situations, yeah. like the game on the line, right? You want to be able to just kind of muscle memory it. You think they would replace him? Let's say the other guy beats him out in training camp by a click. Do you, do no. you stick with him? Yes, you do. Because he, Amari Rodgers stayed on the team for way too long. Aaron Rodgers called him just a kick returner, and they were like, yeah, he's fine. Keep him around. So you're saying they should stay with Anders because hashtag Amari no, Rodgers? No, he's saying they will they stay. They will. Oh. Even with the preponderance of evidence that the guy's not good enough, the Packers will stay because they always stay until proven otherwise. Yeah, I, I think maybe the missed kicks this year would have been the evidence they no. needed. Oh no. <laughs> no, we're not close yet. No. He would have to do pretty much what he did at the end of the season to start next season. If he like if the the kick streak continues for like eight more games, then they'll probably get rid of him. That was my Steve Carell. <sighs> this is awkward face. I want to take a moment guys to uh offer our condolences to the family of the Pop-Tart man. Mm. The inventor of the Pop-Tart Passed away this week. A legend in American culture. That's what Joshy wrote here on the show sheet. <laughs> he is. He is. is he wrong? Um, it's a correct statement. I did see some reaction to this on social media, and my favorite reaction was, at least he got to see this. And it was a gif of the Pop-Tart at the Pop-Tart Bowl descending down into the toaster (laughs) and then popping out as the edible Pop-Tart that the championship team ended up eating. I enjoyed Pop-Tarts. What what are they, though? What do you mean, what are they? Overrated, underrated, properly rated. I say properly rated. They're they're not great. 
They're not great. They're not your mother with that mouth. They're saying, not there have great. been days where I would kill for a pop tart. They are better in the microwave than they are the toaster. That's, That's a garbage take. No. No. They're better in the microwave. Well, how long do you keep them in the microwave? I feel like if you put I'm going to vomit again. <laughs> well, if you put it in there for the microwave for like five seconds, that that filling is going to become molten and shoot out the sides. Yeah. Well, no. In the toaster, it gets too hard. I don't want hard things in my mouth. You know, they're just, they're, they're better when they're softer. You lock, got that one down, did you? Let it sit. Mark it. <laughs> Why, you do? You'd be very careful realized. what you're answering here. If I were you, I'd I just be realized very what I said. Careful. I'd be very careful how you answer that game. Let's specify that we're talking about Pop-Tarts now. Yeah. Where I, are you on it? Pop-Tart in Pro- the toaster. No, properly times. rated, under or over. I'd say they're properly rated. Okay. I think the Pop-Tarts Bowl brought them back from Relevancy. being under yeah. underrated to being properly rated, bringing it back to the forefront of where our minds are. Because, look, Pop-Tarts are better than the toaster strudels. No, yes. you're wrong. No, no. <laughs> you got so angry. You are so wrong. Oh my god! Come on. The, 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 the icing so on the toaster strudel bougie. puts that thing over First the. First of all, you have to do it yourself. I don't want to do it myself. I want to put the thing in the toaster. I want to pop that 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 steaming hot sucker in my no mouth. No way. Yes. No. The fact that I have way. to snip the toaster little bag. strudels are so awesome. And don't you have to put that stuff in the microwave also? So now I'm putting the toaster strudel in the toaster. I'm putting the frosting in the microwave because you got to thaw it out. But you put the frost. After it comes out of whatever whatever yeah. heat source you're heat source you're using and it melts, no, you're crazy. The frosting has an unappeasing look. <laughs> what? Yeah, because it's like again, it like starts to melt and it just kind of like no. Are you just looks... anti-establishment? You refuse to do the pop tart in the toaster, which is the goat way. You want to put the pop tart in the microwave, and now you're trying to convince us that the toaster strudel is better than any pop tart. There's not enough filling in the pop tart. Number one. The no, bread, perfect amount of the, filling. The, the, the dough to filling ratio is off. Where toaster strudel puts in more filling, and the lightness of the strudel with this icing, forget about it. He just it. wants a croissant, is what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he wants a fruit-filled Let me croissant. get you some jelly and a croissant, and we can call you it a day. Uh, my favorite—I don't want to call it best because what I love about the Pop Tart is they have so many flavors that can appeal to the mass audience, mm-hmm. right? Like, so I'm not going to tell you that you should enjoy the frosted strawberry, but that's my favorite. And then, the, and then the, I don't fr- know the if- frosting on top is so hard when it comes out of the the toaster. It's just. No, it gets nah. a little melty. Yeah, it's nah. so good. Yeah, it just, mi- just melts eat- perfectly with no. the strawberry filling. You just don't know how to eat a, a Pop-Tart. How you do seem you seem to be unaware. I mean, microwaving it might be like the fourth or fifth best way to have it because I would go toaster, nothing, and then freezer no. before I go microwave. Wait, what? I've never heard of putting a Pop-Tart in the freezer. Yeah, of course. Is it like it's a, a nice summer, summer treat? treat? Really? I can see that. I've never heard of that either. Yeah, especially the s'mores one in the freezer. Oh. You kidding me? So that's the thing. So s'mores is good. Well, so I feel like the the frosted strawberry is my go-to, even though it's not my favorite. Like the s'mores are really good if you're looking for a good brown treat. sugar cinnamon. Brown sugar oh, cinnamon is it. fantastic. But see that you gotta heat up because that brown percent. sugar is no just a little way. too yeah. coagulated no as is. You gotta heat you, that up. Yeah, get it I in there. Guaranteed, the, kids the rather have a toaster strudel than a pop tart. I'm sure we could find out about that. I'm sure there are sales numbers. There was no toaster strudel bowl, my friend. There wasn't. But they don't advertise well enough. That's the problem. Well, having a bowl game would do it, as we saw.
It's a hell of a way to get your name out there. Let me look it up and see if I can say toaster strudel. I don't even know how to spell strudel, by the way. <laughs> toaster strudel versus I mean, Pop-Tarts. Come on. We live amongst all these Sales. Germans. You're going to tell me that they don't <laughs> rather have a strudel? I'm German. Yeah. And I'm going to rather have a Pop-Tart. You're crazy. Uh, just so you know, there is a whole Reddit section <laughs> of course on there is. Pop-Tart <laughs> or toaster strudel. Uh, toaster strudels are Pop-Tarts 2.0. Pop-Tarts have the edge and variety, but quality goes to the strudel. That's a win. What flavors do they even have for toaster strudels? Doesn't matter. You're it's too, all about the icing. Toaster strudels are snob food. That's no, what I they're said. Not. They're very bougie. They're flaky. They're very... Mm. <laughs> they're not mass-produced. Nobody, nobody makes that sound when they say, I'm baking flaky. those things. What do you mean they're not mass-produced? You can get them in the freezer section. <laughs> Think the Pillsbury Doughboy's making those things by hand? <laughs> Him and the Keebler elves. <laughs> They're just cranking out those toaster strudels. Put it on the pole. Pop-Tarts or toaster strudels. This is very simple. I think Pop-Tarts is going to roll. I don't know Absolutely if I... crush. I don't know the last time I saw the big guy get that upset. Like, he almost knocked over his I... Mio. Like, he was... I grew up on toaster strudels. Very demonstrative. Well, let me ask you this. If, if you had a toaster strudel right now, if we got you a toaster strudel, would you, would you house it? If it was hot... Yeah, so we throw it in the toaster. We have yeah. toaster upstairs. Yeah, you still got to microwave those. Oh, boy. The toaster, I'm not big on the toaster. I just want you guys to know. We've talked about the Packers. talked about Giannis and his scratches. You want to know when the talk and text line lights up? Food. You want to know when we got full talk and text line weigh-in? Stupid stuff. Pop-tarts and toaster strudels. <laughs> I'll read some of that reaction right after this. You guys remember me talking about being at the State Fair and seeing a sauna display. We've all had those moments walking through an expo center and thought, oh, you know what would be nice to have? One of those. And that's what happened to me when I was at the Wisconsin State Fair. And can I tell you, if you're looking for a sauna for my friends over at Good Health Saunas, they're going to be at State Fair Park this weekend for the Nary Home Festival. That's right. They're going to have the, probably the same spot, same setup, and you can go through, you can browse some of the saunas that I've been talking about for months now. If you're like, Jen, what's all the hype about? Well, go to the Nary event at State Fair Park this weekend and check out the Good Health Saunas. I bet you you'll be as impressed as I was because why? Better sleep. Better health. My skin feels better. My hair is growing, which is crazy. Not in the places you don't want the hair to grow like my mustache, but my hair on my head. It's growing. And all of those things are benefits that you can experience as well if you check out my friends over at Good Health Saunas. For more information, go to their website, goodhealthsaunas.com, goodhealthsaunas.com. Tell them Jen from Jen, Gabe, and Chewy sent you. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Let's come on, guys. Let's think about this. Would, could you do fifty that straight was days very of burgers? Condescending. I just no, want to be no, clear no. That's not. That's that's <laughs> Let's put our heads together. <laughs> Again, I have children. I know condescending when I hear it. <laughs> I can be, come on, on ninety-four-five ESPN. Here we go. Your next hangout spot is found right in Waukesha. The Q Club of Wisconsin is the perfect place to catch a game, play some great games, grab a drink, bocce cords, start boards, and the blammer. And, of course, pool tables, 10 of them. Plus, Wisconsin has its best fish fries on Wednesdays and Fridays, not Friday nights, and you know they just pile it high. Check out the live music on Saturday and stop in for brunch every weekend starting at 9 a.m. It's all happening at the Q Club of Wisconsin on North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Visit QClubWI.com or like them on Facebook.
If the talk and text line were an engine, I believe it would have overheated in the last six or seven minutes here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Lots of reaction rolling in about our Pop-Tart toaster strudel take. Gabe is so wrong, says Terry. Toaster strudel are infinitely better than Pop-Tarts. Matt weighing in. Strudel is king. You hold the frosting in your hand while it's cooking. You don't need to microwave it. James weighing in. Toaster strudel, far superior to Pop-Tart. I'm with Chewy on the Pop-Tart. You have to eat the edges first so you get all frosting and filling at the end. The ratio is off. That from Jim. Guys, I'm telling you, I got about (laughs) two dozen here over the last six or seven minutes all about Pop-Tarts and toaster strudel. Augie weighing in saying strudel is king. They even have an egg and cheese and other breakfasty types, which are awesome. Adam, survey says I have five kids. I can't get them to eat a toaster strudel. Pop-Tarts all the way. Maybe that's the line of demarcation. Maybe kids. I mean, these are technically made and marketed to children. Kids like a Pop-Tart. Adults, which again, I'm not willing to put myself in that category. <laughs> Just the sound of it. Hey, you want a pop tart? Or would you like a strudel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, are we going to talk in a British accent when we discuss the toaster strudel? Everything Chewy said is 100% correct, says Gary. Toaster strudel over pop tarts by a mile. Pop tarts are winning the poll, though. 60 40 over yeah. on the okay. wow. It's early. It's early. The strudel's an old thing, Maybe it's the olds. Old. You remember it back from your ute. (laughs) The two utes? (laughs) Did you say ute? Uh, Wildy and Tash. Tash. Speaking of Tash. Two utes. Now that sounds better than Tash. (laughs) Pop tart. Pop tart. Strudel. Wildy and Tash is next on ESPN Milwaukee.